Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Recently, the People Before Profit TD Breed Smith announced she wasn't going to run for re-election. Part of her motivation being that she wanted to make way for younger politicians. The oldest TD in the doll is Bernard Durkin. He's 71, while the average age is 51. So how old is too old, or indeed too young? James O'Connor is a Fianna Fáil TD for Cork East and was 22 when he was first elected. He just celebrated his 26th birthday. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Uh, now, I suppose the, the question you get a lot of, uh, so we'll get that one out of the way, are you too young to be a TD and that you don't have the necessary life experience? Uh, I wouldn't agree. So. I think everybody that runs for politics, you have to be elected, obviously, to serve the position you're in, which in itself is a vote of confidence by the people who put you there. And I was very fortunate uh, to poll just over 7,000 uh, first preference votes uh, in the 2020 general election. And by the time the transfers came in, I was deeply fortunate just to have under 10,000. So, you know, it's important that we recognise that you know, this country are perfectly elected. It was pitch. Mm, yeah, I, 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 I've got to tell you, James, I don't, I'm not giving a vote of confidence to your phone line, uh, which is uh, maybe that's something you could do something about. Uh, hopefully, James O'Connor is uh, back on the line. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Ah, that's much better. That's great. Uh, uh, sorry about that. But it kind of broke up there a bit. But anyway, you were saying that as far as the electors of, of Cork East are concerned, your age is irrelevant, really. Ireland, we have a very clear rule and constitution that once you hit the age of 20, 21, you're actually eligible for election uh, to, to the Dáil. Uh, and the irony is actually the first Dáil is wh- where the youngest person ever elected was a TD from West Cork, uh, who was just over 21 years of age when he was elected. Um, I've broken a bit of a precedent in, in recent decades. The last person that was younger than me elected to the Dáil was actually Mary Coughlin, a former TD for, for Donegal and former Tánaiste. Um So it has been a while since there was somebody my age. But what I say is that we bring something different to the table. We might have a different view and opinion on issues. Uh, what I have to, have, have to say is that from my perspective, it gives us a really important opportunity to give government and, and TDs as well an insight into the lives of younger people. Right. OK, what kinds of things then? When you walk into the Dáil and you see your colleagues, what kinds of things perhaps are they missing? Well, I think that the struggle that younger people have around home ownership is, 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 a, is, a, is a developing situation. Um, each year goes by and it seems to be uh, declining. And unfortunately, that's just one of a, a number of issues that unfortunately in today's world is, is a major, major problem. Uh, like we're, we're seeing a growing number of people who are renting long term. This is an issue I've been seeking to highlight for the last three and four years around the mortgage eligibility, mortgage rules in Ireland being too strict, particularly for those that are living in places like Dublin and Cork and in high demand areas around housing where they're paying rents for seven or eight years and they still can't qualify to get a mortgage. And in many cases, this is what referencing for a young couple paying rents uh, in Dublin in particular, uh, they're often significantly higher, in some cases 50 and 60% higher than what they would be paying on a mortgage repayment. Um, and I think that's an important issue that, you know, we don't see enough people identifying with in, in Leinster House. You know, the majority, the vast majority of TDs today uh, own their own homes and their properties, um, but that's not reflective of young people in society, particularly those under the age of 40 in Ireland now, where mm. there's a huge cohort of people out there working. They may have fantastic educations and training behind them, and they've spent a long time upskilling, but unfortunately, they're not in a position to be able to buy a home and, you know, get on the, the property ladder in terms of owning their own home. And I think that's an issue to me that that's very important, and I identify that as the primary issue with people of my own generation. Yeah. Do you think then that your older colleagues are completely oblivious to the fact that there's a housing crisis? 
I wouldn't go that far. I think that's a bit unfair. Um, you know, we often have to, you know, take into consideration that people are elected, as I said, at any age. It's up to the electorate of each constituency to decide who they want representing them. However, what I'd like to say is that we don't have enough young people in politics, you know, under the age of 30 in Dáil Éireann, I'm the only TD at the moment, and I think that's not reflective of Irish society. And my message is to younger people who want to stand for election or are thinking about it, you know, we are coming up to a, a local elections, which will happen in June of next year. Subsequent to that, we will have a general election, probably a number of months after, after it. And I think it's a really important opportunity now, this year, where people can ask themselves the questions, is, is a life in politics something worth considering? From my experience, it's it's very difficult. There are more challenges today than there was in the past, which is contributing to the resignation and, and retirement of a lot of people prematurely, unfortunately. Um, but what I want to say, it's important that young people would step up to the plate and would, would actually consider running for election. I found it to be a very you know, rewarding experience being able to help people, whether it was on the County Council in Cork or now as a TD for the people of Cork East. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I, I, I do very much enjoy. But it is a concern to see so many younger TDs and, and even TDs in their 50s that are retiring very, very early from their careers in politics, which to me doesn't make uh, much sense. And it's a worrying trend. Mm. You haven't given me a reason, though, uh, uh, what you bring that's unique to the table. We all know that there's a, a housing crisis. To, to, we all to know that. Not to stand for election, is it? No, no. Why your age brings something new to the table in in Dáil Éireann. We all know there's a housing crisis. We all like it's 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 uh, front page news nearly every day of the week. Look, I'd have a different view and opinion to you on that. I, I think it's it's important that people would actually get real life experience. You know, I often enjoy bringing people into Leinster House, my own age group. It's not, it's not often you see people in there in their 20s, uh, being able to meet ministers, being able to meet people that are, you know, in, in government, TDs that have been in the Dáil, being able to discuss their experiences. Because what we are seeing in Ireland is there's a huge proportion of TDs in their 60s um, and people in their 70s as well, even though, you know, they, 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 they've been elected for some time. But what I really want to see is, is, is if you look at the age bracket of people in their 30s and in their late, later stage of their 20s as well, I think it's important that we have to just take a moment to, to respect that out of 160 TDs in the Dáil, there's a worryingly low number of people around that age group that are elected to, 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 to our national parliament. Mm. Um, the Shannon does offer, a, I suppose, a secondary uh, route of representation, but it would be nice to see people in the Dáil, obviously, that could go on someday serving government as well if they get the acquired experience. Yeah. The, the, uh, do you think there should perhaps be an upper age limit to be a TD? I certainly don't. I, I really don't. As you know, you mentioned uh, Bernard Durkin there. You know, he's, he's a, a gentleman and somebody that has brought great uh, wit and humour to the, to the role, along with his vast experience in his time in politics. But I think it's important that we have balance. Like balance is, is, is something that, you know, we can't just, just dismiss. It's not there at the moment. But, you know, I, from my experience of being in politics, it's very, very difficult to, to, to get yourself in a position where you can run for election. You know, getting elected to the council is, is a big challenge too. And um, we have seen some significant improvements in, 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 in the, the process to to stand for election, it's, it's, I suppose you've directly added candidates now by our major parties and traditionally it would have been done via the convention route. But this is a route that has to be very closely studied if we want to try and get younger people in. Look, what is what is certainly the case, and this, this cannot be avoided, is that we have, we have some fantastic TDs that are not standing in the next general election because they are finding the role is, is, is becoming increasingly challenging, you know, for people who've got, you know, I, I'm not in a position yet where I have children. 
but but for people of younger families as well, it, it's it's very very difficult to you know be in a constituency that's a long distance from Dublin and having to do that 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 regular commute. There are other parliaments that have much more modern ways of, of operating, whether it's through remote voting mm-hmm. and other practices that they do to actually modernise the process. And in Ireland, a lot of the work that we do is actually bound in, in, in the doll, of course, by by the constitution. And there are some things in the constitution. I'd like to see being improved upon as well to maybe make the doll more balanced, uh, you know, a more family friendly to see, you know, a younger generation of people getting involved. Um, but also in recognition as well that the, the job is unfortunately for a number of reasons becoming uh, incredibly difficult um, to sustain for some people. Um, I am fully intent in, in, in actually contesting the next general election, but it does disappoint me to see some younger people dropping by, you know, the likes of Brendan Griffin, uh, a very, very good TD, a very decent person and somebody who's worked hard for his constituency will not be contesting the next general election. Uh, and there are other TDs like him in the Dáil from different parties um, where the situation is the same as well. And, you know, we have to wish them well, but we have to ask the question, why? Yeah. Is there, because I mean, I don't think young people are not politically engaged, but they they, they seem to be quite shy of uh, uh, the, the, the formal political process, i.e. joining political parties and that kind of thing. Why do you think that is? I think the process around being involved in politics has absolutely changed what it was 30 years ago. Like if you went to Ardeshes in the past or, you know, national conferences, whatever each party refers to them as, the crowds would have been much bigger, particularly at Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael uh, Ardeshes. So, you know, we've seen a decline in, the, in activism in politics. That's been right across the European Union, other European countries. The established political parties themselves will, will identify that. So we, we have to change how we engage with people who have an interest in politics. And something I often hear, people, particularly those that are, you know, doing advanced studies in political science, whether they're doing masters in, in political science and communication, which would be very common in the world of politics, that there are very few opportunities to actually get inside Leinster House to work in it as a building. I worked there for three years as an intern. It was an invaluable experience to me to be able to do so. But what I'd like to see happen is that there would be some graduate scheme installed in Leinster House, because at the moment, only two uh, of universities in the state actually have access to, to Leinster House and DCU uh, and as well uh, with, 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 with the TUD. So I think it's important that the likes of UCC, uh, UCD, other universities across the, the west, the western, the west coast of Ireland as well would actually be able to, 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 to send their students to Leinster House to, to get an opportunity to shadow ministers, to have some type of a graduate scheme, something similar to the Washington Ireland programme, which has been highly successful in, in generating a new generation of leaders that have gone into politics. The current Taoiseach, uh, Leif Radker, was one, one, one of um, many people who've gone through that programme. But in the Irish political system, I'd really like to see that happen. I think it would be healthy for democracy and bring people from outside of the political bubble into our political system and allow them an opportunity to, to, to see what it's like being a politician or working in politics as well. Yeah, and like on that point, is there an argument, do you think, for some sort of national list system in this country so that people perhaps would have a different route to getting elected to the national parliament? <laughs> the list system is, is, is fascinating. Um, that it, for people who are not aware, obviously, that's that's in place in, in the Netherlands. I think in in one sense, it's very undemocratic because obviously the parties themselves and the party leadership themselves would have absolute control of who and who isn't elected. Um, I know people in Ireland have often have very serious frustrations with our political system. But one thing we can't deny is how accessible it is. And if we went down the route of the list system, I think our political system would become quite inaccessible. You know, I'm here in East Cork today and I'm going to be all later on in Middleton and Cove by the end of the working day. Um, and you know when you're when, when you're when you're actually out in the ground meeting people, speaking to them directly, 
Uh, they get to tell you themselves, you know, what issues they're facing. But if we were to implement a list system, the likelihood is, is that connection to the electorate would be lost. There would be arguments for and against it. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there'd be many people out there saying, you know, the system in Ireland is too parochial, it's too parish pump. But I think it's, it's a very healthy democracy we have here. And what we've been able to manage to do in Ireland really successfully, although we are seeing a rise in it lately, which is a worrying trend, is that extremist elements of politics in Ireland have not managed to break through, which has happened in other European countries as well. And I actually put that down to the level of accessibility people have to their politicians that, you know, we, we have offices, we have constituency offices based in our areas, uh, whether it's the, the work that our parliamentary assistants and our secretarial assistants do, which often goes unrecognised. And I just want to say that. Um, but it, it is it is a system where undoubtedly people have a lot more access than would be the case in other European countries. Because of the rise of extremism that's been put under threat, we're seeing for the first time, you know, security uh, mechanisms now have to be put in place in, in Oireachtas members' offices, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is saddening. And it's just giving an indication that, you know, being a politician, unfortunately, is becoming in some areas of the country a more dangerous job. And that's something that I think everybody has a duty to stand up and say, you know, it's not correct that our politicians should be threatened in the roles that they do and those that are elected to public office. Because at the end of the day, you know, the jobs we do is on behalf of the people we represent. And we do get an opportunity if, if there's a certain politician that's disliked, you know, they, they're only going to get four to five years. You know, the general election in Ireland has to come around every five years. And there is an opportunity for people to be elected to office and indeed removed from it too. Yeah. Would you like to lead Fianna Fáil someday? I'm sure I'm only elected with, uh, with the last the last uh, three the bones of three years now. And um, uh, you've time you know, on your side. Uh, I have time. Exactly. I do have time on my side. And I think it's very important to get a real sense of what it's like uh, serving at, 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 at someday, hopefully, a ministerial level. You know, my goal is to, to, to go out. Hopefully, the people of Cork East will, will, will keep me in the next general election. And the times ahead, you know, there's, there's, there's many ups and downs, I'm sure, on the road ahead of me in politics before I could ever ask myself a question. But I'd love to see myself someday, hopefully making a minister of state, a junior minister, and maybe someday, if I'm very fortunate, uh, a cabinet minister. But I think that's some, some time away, uh, away yet, and I think it'll be over a decade. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Right. Fair enough. Uh, future Minister for Housing, James O'Connor. Uh, thanks a million for talking to us today. Uh- Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.